everybody and welcome to Warmest Regards, the Christmas edition. Merry fucking Christmas. Oh, the season of joy and giving. It really is. It really is. We have just done our Christmas present swap. Um, we didn't YouTube it because we have no fans. YouTube it? Are you 87? <laughs> <laughs> you know how people do that on YouTube? They like, do you like Christmas present swap with my friend? Here's like a Fendi bag, like all the rich people. <laughs> yeah, when, in, in reality, I gave you a plant and a basket. I absolutely love my plant in a basket and it's low maintenance. It's like me, doesn't want direct sunlight, but wants to be watered occasionally. There we go. Doesn't drink enough. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, completely. Completely agree. And what did I get you, Lou? You got me some beautiful, was it the Fragrance Society? Is that the brand? M&S. M&S Fragrance Society. It's basically a molten brown dupe, everyone. Uh, lots of different shower gels, bath gels, which is beautiful because I only use Dove, um, which makes me smell like... And she calls me an 80-year-old. A nan, which I kind of like the smell of a nan, so I don't really mind. But this will really take my age down a bit. Mm. And then what else did you get me? You got me a reusable water bottle, mm. beautiful, um, which was on my list, and a daily planner, which is also on my list. And one more thing that was wrapped in the best wrapping paper ever. Oh, a razor, yeah, <laughs> Estrid razor. And the wrapping paper was hairy people. <laughs> that was so good. I was like, this is perfect for Louise. <laughs> no, that will actually be really good for my legs. We're going to start as we mean to go on. I have purchased Snoop Dogg's red wine for Emma. Now, I know she hates red wine. But I love Snoop Dogg. But she bloody loves Snoop Dogg. I freaking love Snoop. What is it about Snoop that you love so much? I just so love much? him. He j have you listened to his Christmas stuff? <laughs> no. Oh, it's phenomenal. It's phen I just love him. I absolutely love Snoop Dogg. I think he's really cool. I just didn't think you would be that fond of him. No, I'm not fond of red wine. It surprises me. So we're going to give this a taste. Okay. Live on the Should pod. I pour? Live on the pod. Yeah, pour for us. Mm, I'm a bit worried because it's red. I know. I don't, I don't actually like wine, guys. You like Prosecco, that's wine. Oh, that, was, that was like ASMR. Oh, stripping. <laughs> Even stir the glass. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God, it tastes like vinegar. Oh no. Do you no. not like it? Oh, that's disgusting. It's a lovely colour. Oh no. Stir the, stir the glass. Stir it looks the glass. like my urine after this week. <laughs> I just burped watching your reaction. <laughs> oh no, I like that. That is the worst thing I've put in my mouth. I like that. That's disgusting. That's very Christmassy. Snoop has let me no, down. No, I like it. I like it. I couldn't drink a glass of it, though. Did you not want to heat these up? You don't want <laughs> <laughs> The passive aggressiveness. I've just given her about 12 mince pies to snack on throughout this podcast. I'm really hungry and hungover. Do you have mince pies hot? Mmm. No. I like them cold. Straight out of the packet. That's your heart. Just like my heart. Um, guys, the Snoop Dogg red wine is vile. Try it one more time with the mince pie. With the mince pie. Mm. That's it. Oh, it's disgusting. The thing is, red it's wine suit in your hand, red wine looks really nice on you. Of course it does. Everything what about looks me? nice in my hand. Does it look like I'm holding... Looks like homeless and somebody's <laughs> donated it. I think that's more what I'm wearing. <laughs> she's wearing a Levi's hoodie and her hair's down. She looks like she's homeless and someone's given her some red wine. That's what she looks like. Again, I can't. Should I read you on the back what we should be tasting? Yeah. I'm going to have my gin and tonic. Okay. Full with dense, strong black and blue fruit notes, complemented by bright red, slightly 
candied fruit and toasted oak. Sorry, I don't have my glasses on. Mm -hmm. Toasted oak. I might call my daughter that. Don't do that. <laughs> okay, I love the bottle. I love that it says Snoop in gold writing. And his face is on the cork. Which I love. Which you can keep. <laughs> Put it on your bedside table. I think I will. It's brilliant. Like, I absolutely... And I, how random that it's in Asda. I love it. It's, I got this at Tesco's, actually. But if oh. I could have got it from Asda, I would have done. Did you get club card points? <laughs> I did get club card points. How much was it for the podcast? £11. Oh, it's pricey It's actually really nice. Is that pricey for wine? I don't really buy alcohol. I don't buy wine. I just buy gin. And I feel like £11 pounds for a bottle of wine isn't bad. You okay. I swear, a glass of wine in it a like like £11. £11 pounds in a restaurant. It doesn't. It take, I think it tastes really nice. And I'm not a wine connoisseur by any means. You're ignoring me and you're on your phone. I'm sorry. I'm trying to put a Snoop Dogg thing up. Well, can you wait? I just want to tag Snoop. <laughs> I just want him to see that we're trying his wine. Sorry, I'll put it down. It's fine. I'll carry on eating my mince pie. Right, Louise. Um, we are, it's Christmas Eve, everyone. Yes. So how are you feeling this festive season? <laughs> this is short and sweet. No, no, no. I want to clarify because I was obviously a, a moody bitch on the last episode or the episode before. I can't even remember. No, you were so great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I I don't have a thing against Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. Like the three days, the three three Christmassy days, no problem about. It's the like month build up that I really don't. I just don't like it. It feels really unnecessary to me. Really indulgent. Indulgent. Yeah. What do you mean? It doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't make me excited. doesn't move me. It actually feels a bit more of a nuisance. Wow. <laughs> Bar humbug. I've got a mince pie in my mouth. Carry on. Why? What about you? Well, today's Christmas Eve. I feel bloody brilliant this Christmas. I've had a turnaround. It's the first Christmas I'm not morbidly depressed. <laughs> well, that's good. And I think it's because I'm going to Louise and Jack. Well, Louise's mum and dad's. I'm going to the Smiths tonight. Yeah. And I think that that's why I feel really good. Cause it's I just bet your family feel really good. <laughs> Are you saying that? <laughs> I love my mum and dad's. I love their Christmases, but they don't do a lot on Christmas Eve. Yeah. And it's ham. I don't like ham. You, oh, Karen's glazing as we speak. Louise, do you believe in New Year's resolutions? Some years, yes. Some years, no. It really depends on on the year. Like, I think sometimes it's really nice if you have, like, a gut feeling inside you that is longing for a bit of change to, to use the new year as an opportunity to explore those new avenues or explore the new dreams you have, explore the new way of living you want to... Um, you want to try out. I also think sometimes it's a load of fucking bollocks. You can change. You can change any time of year. You can pick any month in the year. You can change any day. So it really, ultimately, depends on when the right time for you is. I'm this year. I'm not. I don't make like a list of New Year's resolutions. Like I'm not like lose weight, eat healthy. Um, I don't know. Try pottery. My resolutions aren't specific in any way. I tend to like, I tend to set resolutions more on feelings or how I'd like to feel in life. Mm. So I, I, in the new year, I'd like to feel a little, I'd like to feel calmer. I'd like to feel a bit more at peace. Mm. 
Mm. I would also want to set myself the challenge to take more accountability in life. Mm. I feel like this year mm. I maybe have felt a bit sorry for myself at times. Maybe like rightly so, but I also don't think that's very helpful. And there are things that I am not happy with in my life or where I am. And I want to really own every aspect of what's in my power. So coming into 2023, I really do want to just, yeah, take accountability for myself. I'm an adult. Mm, I love that. It's not, and I don't see it as a negative thing. I see accountability as like empowering. Absolutely. You have the power um, to make changes in your life if you'd wish to. You also don't have to make any. Yeah. You don't have to achieve something new every year. No, and it, and I think there's so much pressure, isn't there? Like you've got to write down, you know, in a notebook what, what you're going to do and what you're going to achieve. Sometimes surviving a year is enough. The fact you made mm. it through is enough. Like that is inspirational in itself L make sure that your new year's resolutions are tailored to your story and not someone else's I think absolutely what about you so for me I have given up doing new year's resolutions because I've realized that in life you really can't plan a lot um <clears throat> things will come along that will railroad it so I just want, I have wishes for next year. I really want to travel more. That's something I really, really want to do. What inspired that? Like, why do you want to travel more? <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> you might start again. Someone's had COVID. <laughs> yeah, I got COVID, guys. Not now. No, I got COVID a couple of weeks ago for the first time ever. And it was, it was actually okay. But the first two days, I put it this way, I actually crawled to put my will in an envelope and sake. left it on the side and then messaged Louise's friend, who's also my friend, but messaged him and said, this is where my will is. <laughs> if you need to find it, post it before I die. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit dramatic. Um, what was I saying? New Year's resolutions. Um, I want to travel more. I think that that has just been coming out of covid not being able to travel i really want to go to chicago and see my godmum um and i just yeah i just, I, I love traveling i really love tra like i like going on nice holidays i like going places i like getting out of england so i want to do that i want to succeed with the business a bit more um i mean that's a massive thing that happened in the last year i bought a business mm -hmm. and i forget that i i think i cloud my last year with a lot of sadness when actually a lot of really great things happened. You tend to cling on to the more tougher parts of the year than actually the bits that went well. Yeah, and some amazing things happened. But I had a really, really good 2021. Okay. It was like my best year yet. Yeah. So it was a hard act to follow. <laughs> Should we give Karen in finance a ring? Let's give her a ring. Let's see if you still do New Year's resolutions when you are coming into your 60s. Or is it just a young person's game? She might still be blazing the ham. Hello. Hello, Karen and Finance. You are live on our podcast. Do not swear. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, how are you getting on on this Christmas Eve? Yes, I'm fine. I've cooked the ham. I've glazed the ham. I'm now just about to start peeling potatoes. Karen, you're on fire. <laughs> I'm on fire and... I'm relaxed. My blood pressure's okay. <laughs> you can tell she's my mum. Is David helping? 
Yeah. What? Really? Tidying up the dining room, ready to lay the table, which was normally Emma's job on a Christmas Eve, but, you know, she's abandoned us. Oh, here we go. We knew that was coming. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we are talking about New Year's resolutions and Louise, so flattering, flattering, (laughs) oh my God. (laughs) Louise. It's Snoop's wine. It's Snoop's wine. We've um, we've just opened a wine, Mum, a red wine, and it's Snoop Dogg's red wine that's come to Asda and Tesco's. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, it tastes disgusting. Disgusting. I don't, like it. Don't waste your money, yeah. Um, so Louise has just said, um, in a not so flattering way, do people in their 60s still make New Year's resolutions? I wouldn't know, Louise. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know, I'm 59. <laughs> my, beg my pardon, Karen. <laughs> um, so do you have any New Year's resolutions? No, not really. There we go. Well, do you keep surviving? (laughs) Do you um do you believe in them? Like, have you ever done them? Yes. Okay, so do you have some examples that you could share with the pod? Um, well, things like exercise and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, which is just a load of rubbish, really, isn't it? It is. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, did you do you ever have a year? Have you ever had a year that's really memorable to you? So, like. For me, 2021 was my best year yet. I had I know, the year you were born, darling. Oh, the year cute. she became a mother. Yeah, exactly. But, but seriously, well, is, well changed. <laughs> is there a year that you that you think back and you go, that was a really good year? Um, yeah, the year you were born, the year we got married. That's lovely. The year David was born. I was going to say, <laughs> when's that coming? Hilarious. <laughs> Um, okay, cool. Because, yeah, we were saying that my 2021 was really good. And then the start of this year was really good. Louise, when was your last good year? <laughs> Sorry, no offence. Uh, I would say 2017. But you did have, you did get married this year. <laughs> so I, I feel like we should probably <laughs> stick that in. Yeah, we, we should probably stick that one in, shouldn't we? Yeah, no, yeah. that was Don't really that lovely. Yeah, we can't be doing that to Pete. No, no. Best day. Oh, best day. Okay. Yeah, but best year. Okay, got you, got you. Okay, Mum, um, anything else you want to add on the podcast? Because this is our last podcast of 2022. Oh, I can't believe it. Is that it? That's all you want to say? No, well, it's been great fun. What do you think one of Emma's... I've been listening to you every Monday as I'm doing the ironing. Hold on, the dog's just opening a present. Kaibo, leave. Fuck. Leave. Get out. Get out. Oh, my God. Is it a present for him? No, David's. Oh. Karen, would you give Emma a New Year's resolution? Um, Be more consistently happy. I agree. Um, I agree. Do you want to just, like, up my search release? It's absolutely exhausting. (laughs) Just, I'm sorry, like, there's literally a magic pill that can achieve that. (laughs) Like, just up my search release. No, it's not. No, it's not. Okay, all right, then rather than happiness... Make sure you enjoy everything. Okay. Well, I'll get back to you, podcast, next um, in about a day when I've opened all my presents and I'll let you know how that goes down. Oh, my God, the pressure's on. What's <laughs> open now? <laughs> Where can I go? <laughs> okay, Mum, well, we'll leave it there, but I hope you enjoy the rest of your Christmas Eve glazing your ham. Thank you. And I shall see you tomorrow. Merry see Christmas, tomorrow. Karen. Louise, Merry Christmas, Aww. everybody. Merry Christmas. We love you. Lots of love. Bye. Bye.
you're back on good terms then yeah it's been a rough road guys I'm not gonna lie like we have not been on good terms for the last couple of weeks um working in the job that we work in at Christmas is not ideal but we're okay we're fine there was a little bit of passive aggressiveness coming through but I just chose to ignore it and be the bigger person she adores you she does she just doesn't realize it sometimes be consistently happy she's taking the piss (laughs) I'm joyous I'm always happy I literally walked into Lou and Pete's house after sat in so much traffic on the M3 and hung over. And I went, are you ready to step in? Step into Christmas. Christmas. I I can see what she means. What? (laughs) Whose side are you on? Yours always. Yours always. But this Emma is a big contrast to the Emma I got at ZZ's on Monday or whenever it was. Oh. To be fair. It was a shocking meal. It was a shocking meal. It's Christmas time though. We're nice to the staff. We give them a tip. They gave me the wrong salad and they said, and I just said, oh, was there meant to be goat's cheese on this salad? And she went, yeah. And I was like, well, actually, sorry, weird question, because I know there wasn't meant to be goat's cheese on the salad because I wouldn't order a goat's cheese salad because I don't like goat's cheese. And she was like, let me go and check for you. And I said, look, I can just pick it off. Like, whatever, I'm hungry. And she was like, no, 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 yep, you're right. We've actually given you the goat's cheese salad. That's not what I ordered. So then it took roughly 19 minutes <laughs> to make my salad. Just ridiculous. Yeah, it from start to finish. And also great. I was in the middle of doing work stuff. I was staying in the worst travel hell ever. Travel hell. And I don't call them travel lodge. I call them travel hell. I love a travel lodge. Did you see the picture I sent you? Yeah, it looked, it looked really scary actually. It was, re- it was a hostel. I stayed in a hostel. How much did you spend? £113 for four nights. (laughs) What are you (laughs) complaining about? So you found the love of your life at Thursday dating. Oh my God, stop. Don't spread vicious lies. But yes, I met him. Because you're beaming today. No, I'm not beaming. (laughs) You are beaming. Okay, so single diaries. So... I went to the Thursday event at Bar Elba. If any of you were there, you should have come and said hi. The girls' toilets was popping. I was um, promoting our podcast in the girls' toilets. This girl was like, so how come you're here? And I was like, oh, well, warmest regards. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was was really, really good. There was chocolate bars everywhere because they were sponsored by Tony's. Yeah, that's the best chocolate ever. It was really, really good. Um, so yeah, there were loads of chocolate bars everywhere, which I mean is like my heaven. Um, there were more guys than girls. Wow. The ratio was really like guy heavy. Is that good? Yeah. Oh, for me, yeah. 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 Um, so a couple of people came over and approached. I went with three other girlfriends. Um, who did we have first? We had an Italian man, can't remember his name. He was really nice, worked in IT but spoke to my tits the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think he saw my face, really. Um, So that was that. Um, Then I had my sights set on a guy called James. I saw him and I was like, you're my type. He looked like a walking red flag. I loved it. And so I kind of like placed myself in his eyeline. And of course, like they always do, I baited him in and he came over. He came over to me and my friend Isabel. And his friend was talking to Isabel. She took one for the team there because <laughs> his friend was not a vibe. Um, but James James seemed nice. He had banter. And I said, oh, let me guess, you're, you're a banker. 
And he said, no, I'm actually an accountant. I don't know what's worse. Isn't that the same thing? Who bloody knows? I feel like it's sort of saying like, you're a postie. No, I'm not. I'm a postman. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he was like, oh, I lived in Canary Wharf. And I was like, oh, of course you did. And unfortunately, he was a banker wanker. Oh, yeah. Like, he just was. Like, he he was actually looking at some other girl's ass over my shoulder. I think I just got to the point where I was so exasperated. Like, everyone seemed to work in IT and stare at my tits all night. And I was just like, I can't be bothered with this. So there was like an outdoor bit. So I went and sat down there and this really nice guy came over. Let's call him Mark. He came over and sat with us and said, do you mind if we, if we just sit with you? And I was like, yeah, sure. Anyway, so we had like this blanket over us and he said, oh, I'm with, I'm with my friend. I'll bring him over. Wow. This friend walks over and I was like, you're a bit of me. <laughs> Stunning. Stunning. So he sat down opposite and we, yeah, we spoke for about 45 minutes the girls left me, um, which was fine. And then, yeah, and, and I said to him, it's really refreshing because everyone's just stared at my tits and worked in IT. And he was like, I'm doing really well, aren't I? I, <laughs> I haven't looked down once. <laughs> it was quite successful. And we exchanged numbers and we've been chatting a bit, which is nice. He's a bit older, which I like. Um, yeah, seems like a nice guy. Seems decent. I mean, who knows? Like, who knows? But Well, at least it was relatively successful night and it was worth honestly the Thursday team know how to put an event on like even if I didn't get anyone's number or I didn't like it's just such a good night also you meet some really nice girls like yeah I bet you can make friends there to be honest everyone's so supportive we had a little so between the girls we had this signal so when we were holding a glass if you had two fingers up you needed rescuing if you had one up you were fine and if you had three up it was time to get the rape alarm out right okay did any time did the three fingers no. come out fantastic a lot of twos a lot of twos a lot of twos it's but big, it worked really well expected. yeah it worked really really well what do you think i would have been like in that scenario you would have wanted to go home after 15 minutes why if i was single or you would have been sat in the corner eating the chocolate yeah sounds like it yeah it was a, it was hectic energy for you i think I probably would have like just like growled at anyone that walked past me. yeah <laughs> hence why we didn't invite louise so Louise, married diaries. <laughs> I've got to inspire myself. Literally, the minute that it's me that needs to talk, she just starts eating mince pies. Mm -hmm. So she can't respond to anything I say. Uh, married diaries. It's our first Christmas as a married couple. But I think it's literally our, I don't know, 12th Christmas together. So it's lovely. We've We've not got Christmas tree this year. I don't do Christmas trees. Surprise, surprise. But I've put a load of twigs in a vase and bought two little robins to, sim to symbolise us both. What do you think? It's very Soho house. <laughs> <laughs> and not in a good way. The little presents underneath. What do you mean not in a good way? It's Where would you literal, put a Christmas tree in this house? literal twigs with dried fruit on. I think it's stunning. But I was talking to my acupuncturist because I go every month and I was just sort of saying she doesn't really ask a more like she asks more about how you're feeling and, and more holistic questions, I guess. And she was sort of saying what emotions have I got at the moment? And I've definitely been more territorial and like more just wanting to, uh, I guess, like guard and really protect like my space, the people I love and yeah, my family, which is me and Pete. And she was saying that that is a really 
common thing when people get married especially in women but she says she had it particularly on her 40th and it's just like a coming of age thing where you finally feel like an adult and that you are no longer see yourself separate from say being like slightly younger than your elders like and that you are more of like a child in your social circles or in out in the world essentially I have no fear with trying to command a bit more respect now and I genuinely think that's from being married and feeling comfortable and secure in where I am in my in my life and really enjoying having this like sense of family and this that I have now with me and Pete it feels like way more solidified um I can give you an example of this my fucking neighbor parked on my drive the other day she's been parking on it yeah because I not downstairs <laughs> a couple doors down right mm. I we have a parking space and it's yeah it's clearly a it's, it's kind of like a drive it's a parking space it's the back, it's, yeah it's a parking space it? yeah yeah <clears throat> it's off road it's our parking space it's essentially our driveway mm. room for one car for the past three days in because I'm out working our car's not there and she's been telling her clients to park in our space so she's just been having this car in our space. It is outrageous. Which it, my darling, <coughs> darling husband is non-confrontational and very. I, I think he even he's he feels bad that she's got to use our space. So he 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 didn't feel like he could interject. We are so different. He, yeah, he. So no chalk and cheese, and then he sent me a picture whilst I was at work of this client of hers in our space and she had handed her client a printout fake permit that she's made what? that she's made that has her name on it and her address and her job title and says of a consent obtained for parking in this space that is slightly genius but also outrageous consent obtained emma i lost my shit what did you do she has my number because we have a a group WhatsApp for the road. So I tracked her down so of, out of this I know out of this WhatsApp group. Mm. Um because I just looked at all the numbers and found hers. And I messaged her. Jack said it was really rude, but I don't think it was find, rude at all. Find me this message. I'm desperate. It, I won't, it won't be this, rude. I toned it down. Like Jack I had to It won't be rude no, at it all. Was not I rude I doubt it will. I was rageful how old is that's she? what i'm saying i'm really protective over my space at the moment Don't blame you I it's like i've got cubs <laughs> you're not pregnant are you oh god who knows my my boobs are tender but it's very very unlikely mm. i said hi it's louise at number of my house hope you're well there is currently a car parked on our drive and the note says consent has been obtained we pay our letting agent for full use of our space. Is there something I don't know about? <laughs> that's fine, isn't it? Is that all you put? That's all I put. Oh my God, that's the most when the I least confrontational Thank message you. I've heard. Thank you. Once I sent that message, Pete was so scared that she was going to see him through the window. He started crawling around on all fours. <laughs> this is a grown... <laughs> I can see him doing it. I was like, well, what's she going to do? Come at me. Come at me. <laughs> You want to fight for this space? <laughs> Bare knuckle fight. So did she reply? Of course she replied. Louise, I'm so sorry. 
I used a previously used note in an emergency meeting with my patient. My guest has my visitor permit. I do beg your pardon. Jesus, it's so Hampshire. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm not her profession. There's no such thing as emergency appointment. Oh, for goodness sake. Louise has just told me the profession. You can't have an emergency appointment. You ca that's like saying you broke a nail and you got to go back and get it redone. Exactly. Oh, my God. Also, move your car. Go park in the car park and get her to park in your space. It's outrageous. It's absolutely outrageous. I would have gone way harder. I was harder. fuming. Anyway, so I was telling my acupuncturist this story. She just said, I said, am I being really out of order? Do you need to realign all my chakras? <laughs> and do you need to balance out all my meridian lines? What is blocked within me? And she said, absolutely nothing. Yeah. She said, you're coming of age. You're allowed to stand your ground. Yeah. And there is a point in a woman's life where she's like, oh, fuck, I'm an adult now. You don't want to be mugged off. I'm not a mug, Emma. You're not a mug. I'm not a mug. Pete's a mug. Pete's a fucking mug. And He's I a lovely I mug. I love my mug. I love He's my mug. He's the best mug. mug in the world. I wouldn't have him any other way. Oh, he's brilliant. I wouldn't have him any other way. But you and can't have two mugs. She came to the door. Oh, Because I was at work. Oh, no, when Pete so was here. Pete answered the door. Oh, no. So Pete's shaking. <laughs> I'm doing the lock. Hello. And she was putting on the crocodile tears. Will she ever forgive me? No, stop. Yeah. Will she ever forgive me? Well, what present does she bring you? Fucking nothing. Well, I'm sorry, you don't, you're not looking for forgiveness unless you got dairy milk. Just text me. You've got my number. Say, can I park in your space? I would have said, absolutely. When I'm not there, it's all yours. No, it's not, Louise, because... No, okay, it's, it's not. It's your space. It's my space. I so pay for it. It can sit there empty, my love. And she can watch it be empty. I'm sorry. She like, lives in probably the nicest house on the street as well. It's an absolute joke. What did Pete say? Pete said he was very proud of me for how I dealt with it. And Slash embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> but he wished that I hadn't done it when... Only he was home. I did it from work. I'll show you the picture. I love this. This is the level of pettiness I aspire to be. <laughs> oh my God. She's literally created a fake past. But she's put her name on it, right? Because she's like head of the street. And she thinks... Head of the street. She thinks that putting her name on that means that I'm going to go, oh, no worries. Nah. She's not afraid to put her name to that. That shit don't fly with me, my love. No. You've met your match. But yeah, I've never been that angry over... I don't blame you, though. I would be really pissed off at that. It's your space. You pay for it. Absolutely not. Get out. It's the fake permit, it's the fa it, 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 To be honest, guys, I've just seen a picture of the permit. It, 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 that's like an art form. She's gone on Canva and made that and laminated it. Yeah, I can't believe it. It's outrageous. Well, talking about people... I guess this isn't single diaries, but it's just something that's happened recently that made me laugh. That Cali Red, by the way, has made me feel a bit nauseous. But I have, I did drink some off milk earlier today, so I just think the mixture isn't working. And as Pete so kindly said to me, she drank off milk and three minutes later felt ill. So we think it's psychological. It's real in my head. It's real in my head. <laughs> um, so... I go to a really amazing brow lady. She's not just a brow lady, um, but she's got this amazing um, home beauty salon and I go and see her and she does my brows and she's really, really good. And we chat about everything. We chat about hemorrhoids. Oh, yeah. We chat. Oh, we chat about everything. You've had a hemorrhoid, haven't you? No, I haven't. <laughs> Never. 
Don't spread vicious lies. Well, that's disgusting for you. Uh, I would never have one of those. It's disgusting. Anyway, um, so we chat about everything. And she obviously knows a lot of people in the Surrey area. And this is what I mean by it's a small world. The other day I realised that the guy I was dating a while ago is now in a relationship with another girl. And I'm fine about it. Like, it was a bit weird because the door was like left open with that where he wasn't ready for a relationship and then he's clearly found someone he wants to have a relationship with, which is fine. Um, anyway, my friend messaged me saying, I know this girl, like it's come up. And I was like, okay, well, she seems nice. Like, do you know what? I, I'm very much like fair play, like go for it, enjoy it. And then I realised I follow her on my Everything With Emma account. Mm. And I was like, okay, this is a bit weird. So all these photos of them as like couples are like <laughs> coming up. And then I realised that, my beauty therapist, the brow lady, likes the photos. Oh. I know. And I was like, well, this is all. Did awkward. you chat about it with her? I haven't had my appointment yet, but yeah, I will be chatting to her about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be the first thing that comes in. Last time I got her a Greg's sausage roll. So maybe this time I'll go in with the hot chocolate being like, we need to talk. <laughs> Tell me everything. Tell me everything. <laughs> you find out so much gossip from beauty therapists. Like, they're the best people to talk to. It's so good. You couldn't be an introvert, could you, and be a beauty therapist? No, she's so good. She'll talk about anything and she makes you feel really at ease. And she's bloody good at her job as well. My brows look amazing. When I was having laser the other day, the beauty therapist was like chatting to me about what she's going to eat at Christmas and what she's going to wear literally while my vagina is to the wind. <laughs> and then and then she just like pops her little head up from, from down below and goes, did you want your bum done? <laughs> Yeah, go on then. She went, right, roll over. Whilst we're here. <laughs> As we've been sat here, I've received four Merry Christmas messages and one, one is a gift. You ought to get a life, my darling. What you just said to me was really boring. It's not even Christmas Day yet. I've had four recording this podcast. Merry Christmas. It's like when someone gives you a Christmas card oh. and puts two Louise, already says Merry Christmas in the card, pre-printed from... Emma. Such a waste of time. But mind you, my best friend got me a card. We exchanged gifts today and she got me a card and it had tickets in to see Six. I don't know what that is. Is that good? Yeah, Six the Musical. I'm not a musical person. It's about um, one of the Henry VIII's, ninth, oh, tenths. Divorce, beheaded, beheaded. died. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Divorce, beheaded, survived. I don't know if that's, that's how they sing it as well. <clears throat> No, I think it's like, people we're one of a kind, no category, <laughs> too many years lost in history, we're free. I, I do quite a good musical theatre voice. Do you? Go on, show it to us. Okay. Divorced, beheaded, died. Divorced, <laughs> beheaded, survived. <laughs> I've never seen that side of Lou, ever. That's what, what else could I sing? Look at the stuff. Isn't it neat? I do a better version. <laughs> it's on SoundCloud. <laughs> you are very good at it. Can you do a whole new world? I can show you the world. Lots of vibrato. Shining, shimmering, splendid. Is that the Peter Andre version? <laughs> It's like Peter Andre and Katie Fry. 
Okay, my legs are. No, we've cramping. got to, we've got to answer. We've had someone write into our warmest regards email. Oh, we have warmest regards the podcast at gmail.com. There you go. This week, it is Dev, Dev from, from Southampton. Dev's question is: Do you measure your success by money or your relationships? relationships without doubt mm. money you can always make more money you can always money's nothing means nothing anymore can you tell i'm broke <laughs> <laughs> what about you it's really hard isn't it because people that have money tell you that money isn't everything <laughs> that's really funny because that's what i've just said okay. but i don't have money <laughs> Well, you know, like people that are, that are wealthy or have made made their money will say, guys, it's all an illusion. Money isn't everything. But I think that's a really privileged perspective to have because you have been able to see both sides. You will only know that side by living through it if that is your reality. So mm. it's really hard to, especially the year that we've just had, to say, oh, like money means nothing. Money, I do see, I am criminal of thinking that I'm not successful because I don't have the money that I aspire to have. Mm. But my heart knows it's relationships. For for me, I, I completely understand what you mean about money. And, and there's this common misconception, especially with me, people think that I came from money and I, I don't at all. Um, I would have no issue in admitting it. Actually, that that would be really helpful to me if I if I had have come from money, I wouldn't have a massive business loan. Like <laughs> I would have been able to live in a uni house like everyone else did. I didn't. I did not come from money. I came from a very loving home where both my parents worked, and that that's that's it. Um, however, I was always taught the value of money, and yeah, I'd be I would be lying if I said money doesn't matter. It of course matters. Like you need it to pay your bills. You need it to live. Life is slightly easier when you don't have to worry about money. However, nobody is ever going to stand up at your funeral and say, she was great and this is how much she had left in her bank account. Mm. They're, ju they're just not. What they're going to do is there's going to be people there that you formed meaningful relationships with. And actually, I don't know. Have you, you ever judged someone for not having a lot of money? Never. Exactly. And, and do you know what I find really interesting? This happened really recently, actually. Um, when I was talking about a guy, my friend, the, her first question was, what does he do for work? And when I said what he did, she went, oh, that day, th they don't earn a lot. And honestly, I was just baffled. I was like, so you don't want to know his name. You don't want to know how old he is. You don't want to know what like he's like interest. is he kind is he nice what's his hobbies like i honestly could not care less about how much somebody earns if they're a good person and they're ambitious and they get up in the morning that's all i care about yeah i've had i've had money and i've been the most lonely i've ever been in my entire mm -hmm. life and i've had no money and i felt the most fulfilled and the happiest i've ever felt mm -hmm. so i just don't think money comes into it no and it's defined success it's just so it's so Vast. broad. It's, it's so, so broad. broad. Like I, I, some people say, like you know, success for me. What does success mean to me? Loving, meaningful relationships and um, fulfillment. Mm. 
mm. within myself, within life. Like if I feel fulfilled, so do I enjoy my work? Why do, do we have to be successful? Like, why can't you just live? Why do we need success? And it's all measured on other people's scales. Like yeah. w- one person would look at us and say, they're both, they have no idea what they're doing in life. They're not successful because they don't have this. They don't have the latest car. They don't do that. And another person would look at us and go, I'm so jealous of Emma and Louise because they've got such an amazing friendship. Mm-hmm. And that trumps everything. Yeah. I think the most proud that I've ever felt of Pete and I was at our wedding when, mm. I'm not joking, every single person came up to us and told us how nice our friends were. And I was just like, that is... They mainly said how nice I was, but yeah. Yeah, it's actually quite true. Um, and I was like, yeah, like we, if that's, I, th- I think our great, as a couple, our greatest achievement are our friendships. Aside from our own relationship, our greatest achievement are the connections we've made with people so far in life. Your wedding was such a good example of prioritising friends because it was majority friends, not family that you've never met before. No, we had don't six speak to. members of family. Yeah, at and wedding. I just—it was so full of love. Your wedding, like everyone, and and again, it's so interesting, isn't it? Because we've touched on this before in the podcast. But I myself am very different from the rest of Jack and Louise's friends, and they were so warm and so accepting. And I was so nervous. I thought I'm going to have to change and try and be a different version of myself. And as soon as I landed in Mallorca I was like no I'm not there's no point I can't keep it up for a week and actually I'm really great as I am and if they don't like it then that's their problem and not a single one of them made me feel like I wasn't loved or wasn't included and that's a real testament to you guys because the common interest was that we all loved both of you and we all were there to celebrate with you so when I think about it although this year like I'm just realizing it now although this year I felt quite unsuccessful in a lot of ways, it, financially, maybe career-wise, creatively, I haven't been unsuccessful because the people around me are just so incredible. Absolutely. And I have maintained those friendships and I have watered and fed and nourished those relationships. And that takes a lot of commitment. It does. It takes a lot of effort. And th- and this is what makes always makes me laugh with people. If, if somebody doesn't have many friends and by that I mean only has one or or not very good quality friendships I think that's a real red flag in a person because it shows that they don't have that level of commitment and dedication to investing time into a friendship because it's not about money it's not about Mm. buying them the latest thing it's time Mm. you know and and selflessness as well being able to go my friend is in a really bad place I'm in a bad place but I'm still going to really be there for them yeah you know, the amount of friendships I've had where they've gone, I'm in a bad place that so I can't talk to you at the moment. And I just think, okay, thank you, next. No way. No. I understand preserving and maybe preserving parts of yourself so that you can then continue to give to other people. I, I do understand that. For me, that doesn't necessarily mean I can't fully be there for people I love, even when I'm struggling. Mm. I have an ability to switch that off. And switch also, myself off to help someone else in that moment and then I'll go back and I'll look after myself yeah and and also you know it doesn't have to be for everyone you know don't don't give much to your work colleagues that day but give it give what you've got left to your friend yeah the one that loves you you know okay deep 
Well, that's the last episode of 2022, <laughs> the year we started What Misregards. I hope for next year, my biggest hope is that more people listen to Warmest Regards and feel the love that we have for one another and relate to us and feel less alone. Um, Connect. And connect. Connect to people. I hope that 2023 is the year for Warmest Regards. Me too. (laughs) It's been a pleasure. Best wishes. Warmest Regards. Regards.